0: Oh, and for the record, there was an episode of Happy Days where a guy literally jumped over a shark. And it was the best one. Good Good morning, morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben, and here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 25, Pascal's Triangle Revisited.
1: <laughs> I'm still thinking about the pre-shoot banner.
0: <laughs> I can't get <laughs> away from it. We spent an awful lot of time before starting this recording talking about the Melbourne Obelisk in Microsoft Flight Simulator. If you you want to hear more
1: about that, listen to our, uh, join Patreon and listen to our pre-show banter.
0: It was probably better than whatever you're about to listen to. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um,
1: Let's, let's, let's back it up a little bit. We are in a post-finals world at Greendale in this episode. Yes. Yes. And you can see people on campus going to class and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, why? Because I remember when I finished finals, I just left campus and went home. Because, you know, I didn't have to do anything anymore. So I packed up my dorm room and I left.
0: Well, for one, uh, I would say that maybe this is later in the same week. Maybe their final was on a Monday. Okay. Um. Although I don't think that's true because I think they're in class 48 hours before the final, but Mm -hmm. that's fine. Maybe they were in class on a Saturday.
1: Maybe it is one of those weird classes on a Saturday. Yes.
0: Second, uh, maybe maybe it's later in that same week. So there are still finals happening. And so there are still people on campus. Or maybe everyone's just super excited about the transfer dance that is definitely a real thing that colleges really have, just like a real university.
1: Sure, and they certainly don't. Uh, I, I'm not even going to make a joke about the way they shorten it. <laughs> we'll we'll yep. get there.
0: Or maybe uh, I mean I don't know. I've never been to a community college. Okay, so fair maybe enough. community colleges are just like yeah whatever. We had finals, um, but we're still going to do like a bunch of stuff. Like we're still open and we're still having like. Adult education classes for mm. like
1: okay, I can that. Yeah,
0: because I feel like I mean I've also never taken adult education classes, but I feel like that's not necessarily tied to a traditional semester system.
1: Ben, I just had an idea. Okay, for this podcast, okay, we take an a, adult education, not an adult education, but like a continuing education class. And then we talk okay. about it in one of our season breaks. Not the one coming up because we've already got a plan for that one. But that would be an interesting thing to talk about, maybe, but what, probably not very funny.
0: What class would we take?
1: Uh what uh my assumption that everybody would prefer us to take, uh, which is Comedy 101 Intro to Comedy.
0: <laughs> uh yes, and um but Oh, excellent. Nailed it. The, see, I don't the, need to take the class. I've already the, nailed the the yeah, yes and.
1: I see that you've tested out of 101 and could go straight to 102. 6 a.m.
0: Gross. Uh yes, in comedy 102 you learn yes and um and then something else. Yep, I nailed it. See, we don't know it. yet. See?
1: We we haven't taken okay, it. Okay, I
0: do need I do need to go back to remedial comedy. This is fine. <laughs> uh remedial remedial comedy comedy, comedy, comedy. 101 i failed comedy (laughs) and so they're sticking me in remedial comedy i
1: like how you Um, you tested out of 101 then you failed 102 so they put you in remedial comedy
0: (laughs) i got real cocky i was like yeah suckers i totally tested out of comedy 101 and then they're like yeah we'll tell a joke and i was like what's the deal with airplane food and then and then they were they like, were "Yes, like,
1: and you're going to that class over there, the remedial <laughs> comedy,
0: uh-huh, they were like, "Thanks, Seinfeld, and then they kicked me into remedial comedy
1: it's you know it's a rare, really rare time for them to be like, No, but you're going to remedial comedy.
0: What's the deal with remedial comedy? You go there, everyone's bad at telling jokes
1: and somehow I heard some some rumors that remedial comedy kicked you out can you Can you speak to those rumors, sir?
0: Uh, I got expelled from the school. um, You know, the comedy school. The comedy school. Uh, They kicked me out of comedy school, and now I have to go to uh, remedial comedy school.
1: I like how there's a whole school. It's a whole,
0: it's It's yeah. So there's okay. So there's a normal school, and you've got remedial classes in the school, and then you've got remedial school, and then you've got is uh, is it like a comedy high school? Yes, I got I got kicked out of community. uh, I got kicked out of college, high school. So you had a
1: comedy GED. And then you went to comedy college, and, the case and then they kicked you out of comedy college, and they, they took away your GED. comedy GED, mm-hmm. so you actually have to go to comedy high school now to get the mm-hmm. diploma so you can go back to comedy college and try again.
0: It's like Billy Madison, uh, where they find out I never actually graduated from comedy school. And, and it so is either I have funnier to,
1: or definitely not.
0: I have to go, and um, it is exactly as funny as the movie Billy Madison. <laughs> so... Um, you know, how, how funny you think this journey will be for me is entirely dependent on your enjoyment of the Adam Sandler hit comedy, Billy Madison.
1: It's wonderful that you also have some, uh, you get some pathos in there too. So you can really just act your acting chops, Mm -hmm. you know, the comedy, Um, but in also I've, I have to do this. It's very good.
0: Interestingly, 100% of my classes are going to be taught by adam sandler so prepare for this podcast to get really into adam sandler, heavy. Adam sandler humor <laughs> um i tried to do the some whole the hole is designs. your home are you too good for your home i'm <laughs> just gonna say that all the time i'm, I'm gonna yell to at balls <laughs> I d- I
1: really there's li- ben I re- yelling at balls again yeah i feel like we uh uh, poor poor mr sandler is overworked at this commu- uh, comedy high school but you know you, you gotta you gotta get get through
0: it i think mm-hmm. um it would not be appropriate for me to sing a song about hanukkah because i am not jewish this so, fair we're gonna we're gonna um, avoid
1: the hanukkah song
0: or uh, any I'm, hanukkah songs unless uh explicitly
1: approved by friend of the podcast emma
0: I'm going to have to sing about secular holidays because I am an agnostic. So here's your Arbor Day song. Here we go. I was going to go to Arbor Day. You
1: beat me to it. I know you were going to go to Arbor Day. It's the first secular holiday (laughs) we can both think of.
0: I was trying to come up with a rhyme for Arbor Day, and they are just like, Arbor Day, blah, blah, blah." Like, this is why I flunked out of comedy school.
1: See, exactly. (laughs) I was trying to pump you up with the Arbor Day, like, introing you. I was emceeing, and then you're like, why do you emcee me about Arbor Day? And then, see, the whole thing is ruined. And, you know, maybe I also need to go to comedy high school.
0: Okay, now that we've ranted about Arbor Day. um,
1: Our usual... (laughs) Our usual rant about Arbor Day.
0: It's time to talk about Community Season 1, Episode 25, Pascal's Triangle Revisited.
1: Thank goodness. <laughs> I speak for myself and our listeners.
0: We start out in the parking lot. Jeff's windows are still totally busted from Chang's Key Tar oh, yeah. episode. From His last Lexus time. is all torn up. This is why I'm going to assume that this is just like later in the same week because That's true. you generally want to get that fixed up pretty quick.
1: Yeah, you don't drive around with busted windows very long. I mean, and we're not, we're talking about busted windows. These,
0: his windshield has a hole in it. Oh, yeah. Professor Whitman is back seizing days. It's He's back on his old thing. His,
1: I don't think he ever stopped his old thing. I think he's just been on this seize the day bull uh, from day one and has not stopped.
0: Uh, yes, I'm... It's all good. I was I was getting distracted. I was thinking about a very specific. They might be giants reference, and I was like, I don't know if I want to make that. Oh, I get it. Back on
1: that old time is money, kid. Right? I'm not back on the show. Still
0: on it. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> Jeff is in a surprisingly good mood.
1: The the fact that you censor yourself is a kind of a flavor.
0: Jeff is in a surprisingly good mood. Uh. Garrett is busy chillaxing. Yes. Um. I think Garrett invented chillaxing.
1: He, he says because to he look has to, he so. he was so it's to already it. in the dictionary.
0: Mm-hmm. He wrote the dictionary. He's, he spent all, he's chillaxing because he spent all of his effort writing the dictionary. It's been Vaughn, a hard semester
1: for him writing the entire dictionary, but he's done it.
0: Front to back, aardvark to ZZ Top. Vaughn is back, and he is making out with Annie profusely. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a too lot. much. Uh, so Sarah was definitely watching this episode with me, and when they start making out, she was like, "Oh, oh, uh, oh!" So you know, she had a reaction to it. It's it's I mean, a lot it's of a, making out right there a on deep the quad. Make out. And Jeff is like, "Yeah, you know, not much could ruin today." And then the dean shows up because that's apparently how you summon the dean. He
1: he doesn't so much show up as pop out of some shrubbery. It's he like ha ha
0: it was like some roberto stuff
1: sorry i can never (laughs) i can never truly get rid of the futurama stink off of me
0: so we find out from the dean sort of what the the crux of this episode is about and it is a transfer ceremony and dance uh because it's not a real college even though the dean likes to think it is uh, so a lot of um a lot of the students after getting a lot of their gen ed out of the way will go transfer to a different school. Sure. An, uh, a it's, pretty it's, normal situation yeah, rite right of passage normal, yeah. at a community college. I um, think there's
1: less of a ceremony at most community colleges and more of a well, see ya kind of thing. You, but, you yeah, you did
0: it. Now get out.
1: Thank you for giving us some money. Now go give more money to the state
0: university. Jeff asks, how many dances does this school have? And the dean says five. And if you go to all five, you get this T-shirt. And he pulls open his his button-up shirt, and he's got an all-five-dances T-shirt. Now, my question to you, Mike, is do you think this is a real T-shirt that I could get?
1: I would be... Sh- uh, well, A, at the time, probably yes. Um, and I would I'm shocked that we didn't purchase this in the first place. As of right now, it is probably not available via NBC, but it is probably available by some kind of person on Etsy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got all five dances on Redbubble. Ah, uh, Redbubble—that's uh, what I should have done. Yeah, Redbubble looks pretty good. Uh, T Public has one. I kind of want to get an all five dances T-shirt because that is such a—it's a, such a community deep cut. Like everyone. It's- if I got like a Troy and Abed in the morning shirt or something, right? Everybody like, oh, knows yeah, what you are referring to,
1: yeah. With all, all five, all dances, five
0: dances, who the hell knows? Is is kind of a deep cut. Um, maybe I should
1: do that. It feels correct for you, my friend. <laughs> something about that for you, cor- it just feels all correct to me.
0: So I have I have a whole T shirt aesthetic, um, where I mean I have I have a bunch of different kinds. Um... But my my go-to T-shirt desire, if you will, is I really like T-shirts that are like, this is a reference to a thing. But only people who are like really, really, really into that thing will get the reference. Um, right. So uh, like right now I'm wearing a uh, Royale with Cheese T-shirt. Mm -hmm. that Um, feels
1: that's that's a very much you
0: it's sure it's got a it's got a burger on it and like a lot of people are like oh yeah that's that's totally a pulp fiction thing like i get that um my ideal t-shirt is like one to two steps more removed from that we're like wait isn't that a thing that they reference for like six seconds in this movie and then i'm like yeah you know it buddy so i feel like in all five dances t-shirt would be my sort of thing sure um, yeah
1: i think it's it's certainly more your thing my thing is obscure college collegiate apparel
0: also a thing that we talked about in the pre-show banter look at um, us
1: advertising for ourselves we're doing marketing my friend another thing we talked about in the playgeon pre-show
0: <laughs> okay, I might I might have to get an all five dances T shirt. Um, it's happening. I think that'd be I think that'd be great. So well, clearly um, when you get it, you I just advertised for like it. I just advertised for like six different random sellers on like Redbubble and etc. Now they, they owe me money for that. So or a free T shirt.
1: That that is clearly how advertising works, my friend.
0: We get some exciting. Well, okay, we don't get the news yet. We hear there's some exciting news about Britta. So There is some exciting um, news.
1: Do we know it yet? No, but can we assume? We can assume a lot of things, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. We also find out, and I'm just going to mention it, and then we'll never have to talk about it again. Uh, The Dean does note that the Transfer Dance does have a shortening of the name that is a slur, and we will not be saying that here on the podcast.
1: Absolutely not. And I have thoughts about this. But I don't need to go into them, and you can cut them if you'd like. Um, it feels like w- community being a little bit more edgy than it should be.
0: Yes. Well, I think... So, there's always sort of that defense of things like this, where it's like it 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 was the time, right? But um, it was
1: only 10 years ago. It's not that far away. We were still t- fighting for trans rights at that point. We're still fighting yes. for trans rights. But
0: no, I'm not... I'm not saying that it was like from the '50s or whatever, but <laughs> Fair. but over time, words we, we we learn from those mistakes, and something like this that was maybe a little bit edgy or maybe a little bit, uh, just like oh, they went there, sure in in 2010, like. Just a short 10 years later, or right. a short nine years plus one eternal year later, it is like, oh, they really didn't need to go there. Sure.
1: And I, and I think it's important to note that the only person that I believe uses it is the Dean. Um, I, I could be wrong on that, but I'm not excusing that. I'm just saying, like, there are people that look at that and, like... I believe Jeff and Britta both react negatively, but don't say anything. So that's a negative, right. but it is, it's, it is interesting to me that the only person that uses it is the D right. like, in, in a, in a place of ignorance, but he's not corrected. Right.
0: right. Like it is, it is one of those things that, um, it's a screw up that like all the other characters know is a screw sure. up. But I feel like 10 years ago, we were in this place where it's like, okay, make the joke about how the dean really screwed this up. We all kind of cringe, but also like we're in on the joke because it's more of a joke on the dean because the dean doesn't get the joke. He doesn't get why it's wrong. Right. But 10 years removed, it is... um, like, like I said, I mean, the, it's a joke that didn't need to be made. I agree with that is, entirely. Is, is the thing. Like, there is, there is a, a place and time to make jokes about, like, a person doesn't get why a thing is bad. And I don't think this was it. It did not age well. It didn't age well. It, it was, like I- it was rough and questionable at the time and 10 years later it uh it did not age well
1: yeah i agree i uh i think it, there's a good way of doing it with ignorance but there is there is the there is the necessity that it needs to be called out like that's that's the thing i think we need And when people are being ignorant of a thing and i get that like maybe that comes at the end of the episode but it never comes even though you get like that kind of sly wink at the thing of what have you of, uh, of, of Jeff and Britta looking at each other, being like, that's not okay, but they never actually, I, I, I know it's, it's a comedy show and you have to be something with comedy, but like, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me.
0: Um, I mean, I think the, the biggest uh, we'll get, we'll, I lied when I said we never have to talk about it again, because there is a point later on where where I will bring this back up. And I do think that is sort of the moment that I think it transcends from uh, being a joke about the Dean being ignorant. Oh yes. uh, I know what you're talking about. And it becomes more of a, an actual joke about the specific slur in question, but we'll get there. Uh, for now, don't get we go us to the wrong. We're
1: gonna have thoughts about it.
0: We go to the study room. Abed is playing with a banana, uh, which is a weird sentence to say, but he's basically using it to like. But <laughs> he's he puts it as a mustache, and he's like, "Oh, it's banana Sam Elliott."
1: And he uses like a, a banana rhino and things like that. And then Pierce mm-hmm. goes straight for the banana penis joke.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm fine with jokes about dicks, but like, banana equals penis is pedestrian like i flunked out of of, of uh, comedy school and i know that
1: yeah somehow, so like sometimes you just gotta you gotta know that there's the base level comedy which is banana penis that is the mm-hmm. lowest form of comedy mm-hmm. above that is puns just putting it out there uh but you need to need no one to elevate your game is all i'm saying
0: so so wait did, did you just say that banana Banana penis comedy is the lowest form, but also below that is puns.
1: No, above that is puns. I above might have that, okay. okay. I, I had hands, I've, but I might have said words bad.
0: Cause I was cause I was like, so it's lower than low.
1: Yeah, puns, puns are good, actually. Okay. I think puns are good. Uh, I'm not as good as at puns as some others. Um, but below puns, b- below everything is banana penis. We've all done it. We've all made that joke, we've all been 16. We need to move forward as as a society.
0: As as a society, yes, we need to move forward from banana penis jokes. Mm -hmm. It's all about cucumbers now. Anyway, exactly. Troy. Troy is like pickles. Troy is like, we. uh, I I need to find a place to live because my dad's kicking me out. Um, he just doesn't. I don't remember his reason specifically for his dad wanting him out. Uh, I think it's something like it's just weird.
1: Uh, no, because his n- new girlfriend is 20 years old.
0: Right. Awkward. There's some awkward things being said in this episode. So uh, Troy is like, hey, Abed, your dorm room has a, like a bunk bed in it, right? And Abed's like, yep. Yeah, and he's very
1: cold and distant
0: like abed is usually cold and distant abed is being cold and distant for abed
1: yeah so think about that for a moment
0: uh we find out gary uh shirley's friend gary is transferring so you know that's cool
1: everyone is relieved and troy says he hopes gary transfers to hell which seems (laughs) which seems a lot for a character we've never seen before
0: I mean, he's not important
1: enough for us to know about him, except for brief mentions here and there. But Troy wants him to transfer to hell. Just here's saying. my
0: here's my thing. Uh, they hang out with Pierce and Gary yeah. is the one they hope transfers to hell. So how bad is Gary?
1: All, all, I under, all I know about Gary is that he grew up with in a land without sun. He can't be that bad
0: maybe maybe he's a vampire.
1: Ooh, maybe that's why he should transfer to hell. That's is actually like a Yeah, that's place that's for him. an
0: actual that's an actual like level up for him. Exactly. See, you, now you go, now I see some, Troy some Troy people, is being
1: empathetic for him. It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's showing empathy to Gary so that he can get to the next level of Gary's vamp, vampirism.
0: Right. Some people go to community college for 2 years and they transfer to a a, a real university. Other people go to get their vampire general ed out of the way so that they can go to vampire college in hell mm-hmm. and um, the only
1: place i can think for a vampire to ever be is colorado
0: <laughs> that's where twilight you know, is right Two like 200 something days of sun you know it's, yeah it's great um also whatever whatever statistic about the number of uh, sunny days uh colorado has is definitely a lie so just so you know um
1: <laughs> just like the amount of rain that falls in portland and seattle
0: yes so uh we find out the big news is that britta has been nominated for transfer queen yes. it's kind of like prom queen but it's for the transfer dance um, britta this doesn't is know where,
1: what that means immediately <laughs> she's like right. "What? what is this
0: uh this is where we find out the unfortunate Name of the dance, um, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going to say about that for now.
1: We'll be there. Um, Annie, Annie is so excited and jealous that she could murder Britta, but Britta seems not to be that excited. Also, Annie, calm down.
0: I, it, I, I feel like it's sort of a weird play for Annie to be jealous over being a a. Uh, transfer prom queen at a community college.
1: I just think Annie wants to be popular. I don't think it really m- matters to, her, especially after her some of her high school experiences. You know, running into the glass door mm-hmm. and being on Adderall and things like that. Um, so she doesn't want to be a bullied anymore, and she thinks that popular is the only other way. Um, and I think the fact counterpoint. That, yes,
0: I think. It's not about being popular. I think it's about getting recognition. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a popular thing. She wants recognition.
1: That's also fair. I I, I see that. I see your point. And I think I think that's accurate. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's kind of both roots in, or either way, we're both kind of rooting it in a very s- similar situation that we're just kind of interpreting a little differently, but yes, she's very excited for Britta and want is, is jealous of her. You know, it's, uh, she wants that recognition. I think, I think, you you mm-hmm. know, I've, you've come, you've brought me around to your point by basically letting me talk it through.
0: We go to Britta's therapy session where Duncan shows up. We haven't seen him in a little while. Um, I feel like they could only get John Oliver for a select number of episodes. And so they've brought him back. They brought him out of retirement.
1: Right. Um, I agree with you. I think they only got him for a few uh, because he was busy with The Daily Show.
0: Duncan is doing the whole therapy thing. Um, He suggests that, you know, instead of just acting like this is all bullcrap, why not just like try winning the dang thing? like. Be, be, the be-, be the best transfer dance queen you can be.
1: Yeah, he uses an odd bug-on-windshield metaphor that got honestly kind of confusing to me. Uh, look, there are bugs on the windshield of your mind you may never be able to squeegee, like a certain birthday party attended by a rather enterprising transient in a dinosaur costume. But there are other more recent streaks that you may yet be able to wipe clear, like your adolescent fear of being a so-called blow-up doll... I really think this nomination might actually help that. Um, but Britta's like, "Oh, well, I guess you get what you pay for
0: with free therapy." I mean, she's not wrong.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Uh, she leaves, and uh, when she's leaving, she le- passes by Chang, who insults her for using too much makeup at Valentine's Day. I mean, Britta's getting a Chang. rough deal in this interaction, in this set of interactions. I d- I don't like Britta's not my favorite character,
0: but she deserves better than this. Britta deserves better in a lot of the series. Like that's, that's fair. Even even if you think she's a buzzkill, uh she she gets the raw end of it kind of a lot.
1: In, in a different series her idealism would like be the defining feature of Brita and she would be like shown to be right more than once.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Instead of she, community instead of- where
1: she's where it's a very cynical show and it's like nope, you're wrong. Who cares about Guatemala? Right, that's that's the voice of of uh, of community there.
0: Abed is apparently having a kegger. He's uh, he's inviting people to his end of year kegger. Ooh,
1: I, I do want to point out that Chang goes into Duncan's office to basically do the same thing Jeff did to help him cheat through
0: school. Ah, uh, yes.
1: And Duncan points out we've never been friends, and I'm going to laugh at your misfortune, and then laughs at him, and then we go to Abed's kegger.
0: Yes, I I forgot. All about that um so yeah we're we're not actually at Abed's Kager oh, yeah. yet. he's handing out the invitations um you know he's he's trying to get people to come to the Kager. Slater comes up to Jeff and she is like, "Hey, I think maybe I made a mistake um things got kind of serious, and I got kind of weirded out this time, you know, uh, I think we what we had was was pretty good, so like you should take me back
1: and she misses him, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then while Jeff has just gets to marinate with that um, and we go to Abed's kegger. Uh, Everyone's party, including Pierce, who doesn't seem to understand a beer bong.
0: Yes. Uh, So first of all, Abed having a kegger. I can't decide if this is like good in character for Abed or not, because I don't feel like he's the type to throw a kegger. I do feel like he's the type to like this is the last thing on that college list that he had.
1: Exactly. Even, That's even my though, interpretation of this.
0: Even though he kind of gave up the whole college list thing, like deep down, he knows that he's not going to be happy until he checks that last box that says throw a Kager in the dorms.
1: Right. I'm just surprised that You know he's (laughs) allowing. No one stops him from doing this. There aren't any RAs or RDS or anything being like, "Hey, you can't have a kegger in the dorms. This is not an okay thing because it bleeds out into the hallway."
0: Uh huh. Look, here's the deal. It is a community college. Sure. They could get the RAs or the dorms. They couldn't afford both, so okay, they had to. They had to go with one.
1: You sold me on this with the first (laughs) sentence because I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, totally.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So there you go. There are Uh, no RAs.
1: It's a lawless place. And we can throw keggers wherever we want.
0: I mean, based on events that happen in future (laughs) seasons, I'm going to say that this is actually an an anarchist school. There are no rules. Greendale, Uh, Greendale
1: Anarchist Collective Community College
0: absolutely no rules no one there to even if they had rules there's no one there to enforce exactly no rules just right so uh there is a very awkward rap song going on um in this scene and i don't i don't remember what it says i didn't write down the lyrics but it is uh wild i'm gonna see if i can find it Okay, here we go. So uh, it's a song called Nightcaps. Um, <laughs> thank you. Community-sitcom.fandom.com we found slash it, wiki we, slash nightcaps.
1: We found it at the exact same time.
0: Nightcaps is a rap song that briefly heard in the background of a few episodes of Community its harsh beat and fierce performance contrasts the fact that the rap itself is about the love of a particular type of old fashioned sleepwear known as a nightcap.
1: I do want to this point cloth- out I'm gonna be copy editing some of this page.
0: Oh yeah, no, the it's uh it's good information with Poorly not- written. N- this cloth headdress is a sleeping garment worn along with pajamas or a long nightshirt. Once popular in Northern Europe, it was used to keep the head warm in those cold climates, but fell into disuse when central heating became available. Okay, citation needed. <laughs> the cap was generally tapered to a point with a ball attached on top. The rap was written by Jacques Slade and first heard in the season one episode Interpretive Dance. It is also heard during Abed's keg party in Pascal's Triangle revisited. Uh so I'm gonna just gonna play this song here.
1: Okay, we're not gonna talk through the lyrics. This is a nice
0: all hopping intro. All my, yeah. all my boys and all my peace. Yeah. All my boys and all my peace like to wear nightcaps when they go to sleep. I like the <laughs> nighttime, especially when I'm going to sleep. Got my milk and my cookies, all types of treats. Mama gets me good nights on me here just right. And don't forget to bright light. you sees out Squeeze my favorite before I knock out. Off to see this in my on oh. yeah. this, this,
1: yeah.
0: this is so good yeah it's it's very good um so, yes, it is, it, is a, it is a great little song about uh, wearing your nightcap night and having milk and cookies before bed and um, Scooby bright lights. And uh, it's, it's kind of amazing.
1: I, I do love that the, the guy who wrote this is also the guy who wrote the rap part of Pierce, You're a B. This is so very good.
0: Let's see. Uh, on Community, he's responsible for composing a number of the rap songs in season one, including I Never Die, Nightcaps, and the rap part of Pierce, You're a Bee. Anyways, we have spent a lot of time talking about how great his raps are. <laughs> because, spoiler, they're great. They're great. Any, w- Yeah, we spent an awful lot of time talking about Nightcap. <laughs> and, uh, it's such I a have bizarre no re- rap. I have no I didn't regrets.
1: Really- I didn't even realize what the lyrics were. That's so oh, terrific. Yeah.
0: It's... It's fantastic. Um, so Troy is straight up like, man, I, sp- I spend so much time in your dorm that it's like, I basically like live here. Um, or I, f- I forget that we don't live together. Sure. He's like, and when Abed doesn't get that, he's like, hey, what if we lived together? And then I I think Abed just like kind of walks off. I, he, he gets, Troy gets brushed off.
1: Yeah, he, he does. Uh, I think Abed needs to go check on the other keg.
0: That's um, right, yes. Uh, Pierce is it's, like... It's important to monitor the kegs when you're throwing a kegger. It's right there in the name.
1: It's right there in the name. If you're not, if, you know, if you're not looking at the kegs, who's looking at the kegs? Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce comes in showing Troy the beer bong and is like, you're not supposed to inhale. I almost died outside.
0: <laughs> Classic Pierce. Uh, this is when we find out that uh, Vaughn got offered a spot on the number one hacky sack team... uh in the country but the school is in delaware and so all the
1: way in delaware it's a
0: far distance it's a very far distance annie is going to go out to delaware for the summer uh to be with vaughn and um you know it's it's sad and whatever but she'll be back wink
1: i mean you're going way ahead on the the story of this episode uh, wink do- <laughs> you keep winking at me i don't think i understand um so jeff and britta are sitting on abed's bunk bed and jeff's like if we don't go to both go to the dance tomorrow we're not gonna see each other for months and goes to brush some of her hair out of her face but britta kind of like reacts and backs up a little bit hitting her head on the upper bunk it's very awkward
0: it is very awkward but i do love how both actors play that in this scene like mm-hmm. they're doing such a good job of playing the roles of we definitely had sex and now it's weird yeah but we're trying to not make it
1: weird it's it's um, it's very good uh how they how they set it up um and then britta also stands up and pulls somebody's hair and says see alarming right like no that's a bad thing for you to have done <laughs>
0: I mean, it's also a totally different thing than what, exactly. Uh, like, Jeff wasn't just like, let me just yank that hair uh, as, you know, yeah. I think, I, yeah. think I mean, she some people ha-
1: like yanking hair, but not, a, it's a, it's a time and a place kind of thing.
0: Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm not going to say that like Britta is in the wrong about her reaction, but sure. like Britta can react. It's not, it situation. is not the it. same thing. To As stand up and
1: pull somebody's hair,
0: when when they don't even know you're there, and you're just like yoink, and then yeah, the, it's awkward choice by Britta.
1: It's like if I went to brush some of your hair out of your 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 luscious hair out of your your eyes, and uh-huh. you and you were like, hey, get, don't pull my hair. I'm like, I'm not pulling your hair, friend. I'm just moving it out of your your. I'm moving your luscious hair out of your eyes so that you can see better,
0: my friend uh-huh. Ben. And then I punch you in the stomach, and I'm like, "See, it sucks, doesn't it?" And you're like, "What? Did, what? Yes, That's exactly. Not even close.
1: This seems to be a much different situation than the one that I had anticipated. It was.
0: I escalated things very quickly. Um, <laughs>
1: but Ben, I will say that is on brand for you. Escalation, yes,
0: and I'm going to punch you in the stomach. See, I'm I'm. You doing are my learning from remedial for...
1: comedy class.
0: Uh huh. That does sound like some Adam Sandler sort of humor, just like when in when in doubt, just be like, Excellent. well, I'm a character who has a rage problem. So I'm going to punch you in the stomach now. I mean, isn't I'm that wearing the whole po- I'm I'm wearing a, a Boston hockey jersey. Yeah. Isn't
1: that the whole point of anger management? The whole movie? <laughs> Where like, he's I like, too angry it. I feel like it's, he's it's ang- my it's my homework. Somebody it's my homework. Clearly at angry in anger management because the name of the movie is anger management. I just don't oh. remember. I do. I I did see this movie. Do I remember it? Not at
0: all. I'll tell you uh next time because it's my homework that was assigned by Professor Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he punched me in the stomach, which was really weird. He's always <laughs> punching
1: you in the stomach, and I I don't I personally disagree with that teaching style, but it seems to be getting results. <laughs> so it's hard for me to argue with Professor
0: Adam Sandler in this case. Adam Sandler sure is taken a beating in this conversation. Um... <laughs>
1: or he's being uh, understood as the, the teaching genius he is.
0: So Shirley is also at this kegger, and she is super proud because she has just completed her first keg stand.
1: Just did my first keg!
0: I love Shirley trying to be a normal college yeah. student because she is both so happy about doing that. And then immediately has ill effects every time.
1: Uh, so we go to the dance, uh, and Pierce is singing the Greendale
0: song. Uh, it's an original by Pierce Hawthorne,
1: which is, I believe not original, but I do not remember who actually wrote it.
0: We see all the nominees, um, They are, unfortunately, lined up with sashes uh, that uh, use the same slur. Um, And also, just to make things even more weird, uh, a person in a Dalmatian costume Mm -hmm. shows up for the dean.
1: Because it awoke something in him.
0: Yes. This is... Like, if you look in all the the scenes in the dean's office since he first saw that dalmatian video yeah. more and more dalmatian stuff has been getting added into his office right this is the first time we we're where it is obvious like oh yeah this definitely awoke something in this him.
1: this is a, this is escalated quite a bit uh this is Chekhov's dalmatian
0: you know what they say about the dalmatian in the first act it better awaken something in you by the third act
1: and by third act, you mean what, 25th episode in the season?
0: Yes. <laughs> That's famously how TV seasons are divided. You've got the first act, which is uh, episodes one through 12. And then the second act, which is episodes 13 through the penultimate episode. And then the third act, where everything happens. Sure. Is. Is the third act that does remind me of if you if you go to uh, Netflix and you watch Breaking Bad, okay. the uh, description for the penultimate episode of Breaking Bad is is something like uh, here in the penultimate episode, events that started long ago head toward a conclusion and i'm like <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything that's what the penultimate episode of every television show ever is <laughs> but they
1: did, like, you, could, you can tell they didn't want to give you anything they were just like we're only going to talk through this
0: that um, is the equivalent of saying community season one episode 25 pascal's triangle revisited description some stuff happens
1: yeah, and that's what they <laughs> like, wanted to give you. They didn't want to give you anything more. And um, I res- honestly, I kind of respect it.
0: It is it, it wild. doesn't give you
1: anything to like understand what's about to happen. Um I I do like the fact that I googled community Dalmatian, and I got directed to community-sitcom.fandom.com which has a page called Dean Pelton's Dalmatian fetish.
0: Beautiful. A whole page um, for
1: this. I love it.
0: Look, community fans are nothing, if not thorough, um, except for us who start talking about freaking breaking bad episode descriptions. Um, yeah, okay, I looked up I looked up the description. Uh, season five episode fifteen of Breaking Bad, entitled "Granite State." <clears throat> in the penultimate episode of the series, events set in motion long ago move toward a conclusion.
1: I mean, none of it's wrong. None of it's wrong. You can point at it. T- point at it and tell me what's wrong.
0: Uh, nothing. 100%. So, 100% correct. Uh, Annie pulls Jeff aside and, um, cause she, she tells everyone that, um, she tells everyone that she's going to Delaware for the summer. Right. She pulls Jeff aside and she says, look, I'm going to Delaware, but it's not just for the summer. I'm going to transfer out to Delaware with Vaughn. Yeah. She uh, doesn't she want is... everybody
1: to know until she's gone.
0: hmm Because she's tired of, of being the person who uh, researches backpacks for three months before she makes her decision. She wants to live in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when Troy grabs a giant cookie and just eats starts eating it. He's gonna eat this entire cookie.
0: So again, uh, like I said, Sarah was watching this one uh, uh this episode with me. When Troy grabs the Excellent. cookie, she was just like, Oh no. Like she knew what was coming. Oh, well,
1: I think we all do when we <laughs> see a giant cookie eat being eaten by one person. That that is some indigestion at best.
0: I mean, I just I just like the the v- the visual of troy grabbing a giant cookie and immediately she's just like "Uh uh-oh yeah this is not
1: gonna it's speaking of breaking bad this one's gonna break bad
0: uh uh-huh uh in the in the uh final episode of this season events started in troy barnes's stomach from eating a giant cookie We'll now see, come you, to unfortunate you, conclusions. No, see, you started. You gave more details. Than I gave you. too much detail. I'm I'm fired from being a Netflix uh, episode <laughs> description writer.
1: <laughs> see, you just you didn't go through enough uh, comedy college to get to the bright point to know how much t- information to give.
0: Uh, okay, I got a ch- channel. My teacher here. <clears throat> Troy's stomach is your home. Are you too good for your home? And Have then
1: you seen uh, two, you've seen two Adam Sandler movies.
0: <laughs> and then I uh punch uh Bob Barker, rest in peace, in the face. Yep. That's that's <laughs> how this is gonna go. Um did wasn't wasn't he also Opera Man? Uh on he was Saturday Opera Man. Man but See, that I, know, was on SNL. I know more. Yeah, I know, uh, but I know more things about Adam Sandler than two movies. Although you're right, I think I've only seen no. That's not true. I've seen three. I've seen The Water Boy. Um, sure, but most of what I remember about that is Rob Schneider. So well, sure. You know. he, he,
1: we suck again. Um, let's see. Let's let's kind of just see through. Wow, I like how there's a on Adam Sandler's wiki. There is a partial list, as if the lo- the the other list is just too long for one page. Um, because of the internet. Um, let's see uh billy madison happy gilmore the wedding singer
0: uh i've seen clips of it i've not okay. seen the entire thing
1: the water boy
0: big daddy didn't see it uh little nicky uh seen about 20 minutes of it
1: uh eight crazy nights
0: um i've seen feels like a no i've seen random clips of it back when i used to donate plasma they'd play movies while you're while you're uh donating plasma And so I've seen they were playing that movie and I've seen like uh, 20 random minutes, like 30 random minutes in the middle. And then like the very first like 10 minutes of it. Um, Also, what you're
1: telling me is that you'd go and donate plasma. Yes. And at this plasma donation center, the choice they made was to play. 8 crazy nights? Yeah. It just seems Why like not? an odd choice.
0: Why not? I mean, I don't know anything about the movie, especially because I now that I'm thinking about it, um be, they they didn't have the audio on, so you had to like bring in like a a, a mini like stereo and then you could they'd broadcast the audio on a uh frequency so that I, they could like work on the floor without the sound of the movie. It, it, sure. So I instead listened to music on my iPod and uh, so I've just, seen all of the all of the that movie I've seen was uh, with a different soundtrack than them talking. So I'm I don't just, know what it's about other I'm, than Hanukkah. I'm just Hanukkah.
1: surprised that it. Yeah, it just seems like an odd choice for it to be a Hanukkah movie. No offense to Hanukkah, but just why is that the plasma center movie? Were you at, was it? Was it around, around
0: Hanukkah? Yeah, card? it was it was around Hanukkah.
1: It just seems like it was like seasonally
0: a... appropriate.
1: Okay, that that helps me cuz for whatever reason I just assumed we're in October, but it's time.
0: Look, non-Jews are probably dumb enough to be like, "Eh, Hanukkah, that's like what? October? September? That sounds right." Yeah, just <laughs> throw that movie on, it's fine.
1: Fair enough. Um 51st dates? Didn't I've watched that. It. I've watched that. It's not good. Don't. Uh, it might be okay. I don't remember. It's been a while uh spanglish didn't see it click you, d- you didn't see click
0: you're damn right he didn't see click <laughs> fair
1: enough um <laughs> i'm not even gonna ask about i now pronounce you chuck and larry uh did you know he produced paul blart mall Cop?
0: uh i did not know that but i'm not gonna count that as an adam sandler movie oh
1: i know i just wanted to, now i'm just telling you trivia about adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> and why, he, why he's so good at comedy. He had a hand in Paul Blart-Markop and Paul Blart-Markop too.
0: Troy takes a giant cookie and he starts eating it. Duncan is giving... To be giving, fair, have, we,
1: have either of us watched Uncut Gems? I've heard good things about it.
0: I have not. Duncan is giving Chang crap because Chang is no longer a teacher and Duncan thinks that this is hilarious. It's true. Chang goes, he Chang went to Adam Sandler's School of Comedy because he's about to punch duncan
1: duncan is his uh bob barker of course
0: exactly uh but then duncan is like uh uh-uh, because now you're a student and i'm a professor and if you hit me i will uh you will get expelled so you can't do that and Chang is like
1: i will find a loophole oh good luck with that then I'll-
0: he he is insistent. It's true. Uh, Duncan has spiked
1: the punch and uh, has, is going to hang out with Jeff for a little bit now. Um, and Duncan sees Slater and Britta both coming over to both of them and is like, okay, which one do you want? And they both want Jeff, unsurprisingly.
0: I mean, if... Duncan is a trash fire in this episode. <laughs> if I were a sexy lady in a sexy dress, I would definitely go... For Joe McHale, especially especially when the John Oliver we're talking about is 2010 ugly haircut John Oliver.
1: Fair. See, I wanted it. i if we were talking about 2020 John Oliver, make... 2020 John Oliver is a handsome and funny man. He's
0: he's a very he's a very handsome man and he I mean, I don't know if if he picks his own styles or whatnot, but like his his suit and tie combos on last week tonight, very good. I've commented mm-hmm. on it many times before on my personal Twitter because I am a dork. Yes, um, but, but also
1: Duncan's character is a trash fire. Like, there's he a, is just he is so so a trash fire.
0: It. He it looks like he cut his own hair with a flobe. Britta and Slater both come over to talk to Jeff, and they both just start like touching his face and like. They they are getting way up in his personal yeah. space.
1: it's like they're trying to like clean off some schmutz on there or something.
0: Uh huh. And he's and he's like, what? Th- there's nothing to clean clean his face ever. And Duncan just puts a big old thing of mustard on his face, which is going to be a weird callback later, uh, in like season five.
1: I look forward to that because I don't know if I know it.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a direct callback, but it's okay. It's, fair enough. Um. It's there. There's just think about put a pin and mustard on the face. Pierce makes Troy an offer, um, and I don't know if it, I, I think he just says, "I'm going to make you an offer." Yeah, and I don't. Then we like, don't get cuts. any more
1: information about the offer yet.
0: Um. So we'll put a pin in that one too. This this episode has a lot of moments where it's like, "I'm going to make you an offer." Cut to the next scene, and then mm-hmm. like. Four minutes later, it's like this is what was offered to me four minutes ago.
1: Right. Um, so yeah, if that that does happen quite a bit, and we get a lot of resolution for things that just happen. Um, so in the study room, Abed is trying out different catchphrases to say as he turns off the light, like "study over." Um, not uh-huh. a great one.
0: I, <laughs> I do like this moment because the very first time he does it, it is a it's a like surprisingly touching kind of moment. And I think it's because <clears throat> as someone who has watched a lot of movies, although not a, apparently not a lot of Adam Sandler movies, sure. As somebody who has watched a lot of movies, I feel like this moment I am programmed to be like this is a touching moment, even though oh, there's sure. nothing actually touching happening in this moment.
1: Yeah, there's nothing happening.
0: But that he does it that first time and I'm like, I have emotions. And then he turns the lights back on and he does it again and I'm like, oh, he's just practicing. This yeah. is practice rounds. So
1: this is when Troy comes in with the cookie half eaten, and this is cookie is not a small cookie; it is a big cookie. Uh, Abed is trying to give things a finale vibe.
0: Troy says that Pierce invited him to move in. Uh, you know, he he accuses Abed of of uh, not being a good friend because really they should move in together. Right, and Abed says, "No, I don't think so because too much of a good thing." Uh, we sure. would definitely jump the shark.
1: Yeah, they, they're best friends. They shouldn't be roommates because they'll end up fighting and putting a masking tape down uh, line down the room.
0: Uh, they would definitely jump the shark. And then Troy is like, just so you know, there is an actual for real episode of Happy Days where he literally jumps a shark on water skis and it's the best episode.
1: And that proves Abed's point. <laughs>
0: Shirley and Britta are in the bathroom, um, so I guess that's kind of a callback to them, like having yeah. ladies' bathroom time.
1: Yeah, they're 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 having ladies' bathroom time. Has been put it. I it, mean, I,
0: I mean, don't know, I don't know what it's I don't know what ladies call it when sentence. they go to the bathroom together. It's ladies' bathroom time. If I'm if I'm wrong, tweet at someone else because I don't want to hear it. Tweet at A plus K. Um, tweet at john oliver um is that his
1: actual twitter
0: i think it's i at i am john oliver i think
1: it is true tweet i am (laughs) tweet at i am john oliver if you have any disagreements with ladies bathroom time
0: (laughs) (laughs) excellent shirley is is talking to britta and i don't remember exactly what she says but she gets britta to freak out about the possibility that Jeff and Slater might get back together. Right. That's exactly and what she said. And So she catches Britta actually having feelings for Jeff. And uh so uh Britta also lets it drop that cuz I think Shirley's like no it's not like you two slept together or anything and then Britta just kind of makes a face and mm-hmm. then I called uh, it Shirley- a
1: wry grin, but yes, it's a face.
0: Shirley gets really excited until uh, Britta lets it drop that they had sex in the study room. Holy macaroni with pepper jack. When, where? During paintball in the study room with
1: Colonel Mustard. Does it matter? Well, now it does matter. Where in the study room? On the couches. We use those. Um,
0: it cuts back to the to the dance. Uh, the dean is dancing with a dalmatian, and then another dalmatian shows up, and he's just like, "Oh, this is so awkward. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect uh, multiple people to answer to the ad." Now,
1: it, and, and he does run away saying, "Dream coming true."
0: Right. So that leads me to my question: Do okay. we feel that he actually didn't think multiple people would respond to it? Or was this a ruse to be like, oops, I scheduled two dates at the same time. Anyways, like threesome, like some sort of weirdo.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with, I don't even know if it's sexual. I don't want to think about the Dean. I don't want to think about the Dean that way. I do think he probably put it out there hoping that multiple people would answer it. But knowing that it's a very specific thing, that it probably wouldn't be. And he'd be lucky to get one person.
0: So, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Exactly. That's what that song's about. It's about dudes showing up in Dalmatian costumes.
1: I mean, well, okay, I guess. I don't have a yes and for this. It's such an odd choice.
0: Forever dog. Are you really gonna dance forever? Dalmatian dog. I want to be (laughs) Dalmatian dog. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for nothing. So... (laughs) Troy is almost the entire way through this giant cookie. Um, Annie is saying her summer goodbyes. And... But my notes are just like shotgun here. It literally goes: Troy is most way most of the way through the cookie. Annie says her summer goodbyes with summer in quotes. Duncan is hitting on Slater and not doing great. I clearly was taking a lot of very detailed notes <laughs> you were in this scene.
1: So de- detailed. Okay, so yes, uh, Annie and Vaughn go to leave. They need to be in Delaware tomorrow night and that's a long drive i looked it up that's 24 hour or 28 hour drive they can't get there tomorrow night without a flight that's oh a yeah it's, it's
0: it's gonna be a long drive duncan is hitting on slater very poorly he, he makes some very thinly veiled references to sex and he's like oh is that did, did that that one not cross the pond like i'm talking about sex
1: Yeah, he also.
0: You and I I should have sex.
1: Yeah. He also suggests that Jeff did the Yankee Doodle with Britta. Is like, now that clearly originated here.
0: We also find out at this moment that they finished tallying all 36 votes for the transfer queen. Slater comes over and starts like bickering with Britta and they start arguing over Jeff.
1: And this is when Britta is like. They should retire the table we did it on, causing Shirley (laughs) to take a spit take.
0: Right. She is walking by right as this happens, and it's just like, hey, cool, yeah, that table that we sit at every day to study, yeah, we definitely screwed on it.
1: (laughs) It's so good.
0: uh, uh, They're bickering, and um, the dean says Britta Perry and she assumes immediately that she won. So she gets right. up, she starts giving her, her acceptance speech and the Dean is like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. That's, that's great. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm just naming off all the nominees. Um, and so Britta's super embarrassed. Uh, and th- so this is, this is where I'm going to, I'm going to call it back to the, the said slur because, I feel like up until this moment, it's it's sort of this joke on the Dean for not being uh, aware of this as a problem. There is a joke in the background where um, as the Dean is listing off uh, nominees for the transfer queen, Mm -hmm. uh, he does give the name Danielle Harmon, Mm -hmm. which is a play on show creator Dan Harmon. Right. And I feel like that sort of gender swapped name of one of the nominees uh for this unfortunately named dance queen title uh is where it's like okay guys you you knew what you were doing like this yeah. this is not this is not any n- this is not a joke uh on the dean anymore you are right making fun of the the word and um its meanings thereof
1: and i think they they to me that point is when they start using slur queen right like Uh that is very clearly referencing a a a a full slur itself so uh it's it, it it doesn't sit right with me um
0: right so like I think without that joke you could you could be like well like if you really wanted to to make the argument you could say well it's it's a joke about you know the dean being overexcited and uh putting his foot in his mouth um in in terrible ways and not realizing the damage he's causing in doing so but like this one little background joke um I think sort of flips that on its head and it's like any argument that you had about it right being totally a uh, a joke on the dean uh goes out the window right. so
1: and and i also say like honestly when you look at this episode let's say you just remove that joke every m- time that word is uttered and it's just gone you don't have to go through it is the episode different at all and I no, don't I mean
0: it's it's the same episode.
1: It's the same episode. It's so small. It doesn't need to be there. Right. It could just not be there and then there would be no problem. I think that's right. just Let's almost shock for shock's sake.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. Um yeah, I think I think uh using that is a is a big swing and a miss. Um and it it uh, it does not feel good in 2020. Right. It wasn't really great in 2010, right? Um, and we've we've certainly learned things since 2010, and it wasn't great even then. So, right. Anyways, now we never have to talk about it again.
1: Yay! Um,
0: so, Britta decides that she's actually got. She turns around. She grabs the microphone from the dean who's still reading off names, and she makes this passionate plea. For Jeff to not get back with Slater, she goes as far to say, I love you in front of a whole crowd of people.
1: And that whole crowd is uncomfortably quiet. And Troy, uh-huh. Troy, as always, slides over and delivers the best line of the of the show by going,
0: hey, man, how's it going? Uh, don't shoot the messenger, but everyone at this dance is kind of waiting for your reaction to all This. Like, I'm trying to think, okay? Yeah, that's cool. Take your time. And then also, um, while, while all this drama is going on, Troy is also like, man, I'm sick, and I don't know why. And then someone points out, it's because you ate like a whole giant cookie. Yeah, Jeff and is he, suggesting that the cookie made him sick. And he's,
1: he's still eating it. like He's actively eating uh-huh. it. It's like, man, I feel terrible. And
0: he, he says, how could something that's this delicious make me sick? Unless too much of a good thing is a bad thing. My friendship with Abed is a giant cookie. So, and Jeff's like,
1: I'm, I've kind of got my own thing going on right now. And (laughs) Joy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries.
0: Right, right. It's, it's very good. Um,
1: this is a good scene. This is a good scene.
0: Jeff comes up to talk to Britta. He's just like, hey, so, uh, like, have you ever heard of just like email? (laughs) Um, and at this point, Slater comes up and she's also like, okay, but I love you. Like, you know, they they start arguing and fighting over Jeff and the entire dance forms into teams of Team Britta and Team Slater. And also Starburns is like, bring back Conan, because that was a thing that was going on at the time. It
1: was, and Starburns got his wish, and I don't know anybody that watches Conan anymore.
0: (laughs) It's true. Conan came back and I was like, oh uh, hell yeah i'm gonna watch conan like every night because man he sure got screwed over and i miss conan and then like two weeks later i was like i don't want to so much tv want i don't want to watch yeah. conan i don't want
1: to watch conan i don't want to watch any late late night television shows anymore i don't want to watch television television's done it's over i just it's want to over watch game of thrones i guess I guess I mean nowadays it is an I guess back in the day when it was good it was not an I guess it was I have to watch Game of Thrones except for you I know know, famously
0: (laughs) I've watched one episode of Game of Thrones and do not intend to watch any more than that one episode of Game of Thrones
1: I will say as part of the the team that team part of the part of team Game of Thrones not not making it just enjoying it I was very
0: disappointed I
1: was very excited and very disappointed that's that's I, that's Mikey for mad by the way
0: and I felt vindicated so you were
1: you, you were quite vindicated well done
0: before I was vindicated by game of Thrones i I was vindicated for not watching lost so there you go
1: what is it when people don't have an exit strategy for things why did why why do we keep giving people that don't have exit strategies for these kind of things money so they can do them they should we have need...
0: they sh- they should have teamed up with uh, the creator of Breaking Bad, because he set events into motion that uh, lead to a conclusion after five seasons. Exactly. It says so right in the right in exactly. episode description.
1: All I'm asking for is when you're pitching a show that it sh- you should have a known e- opening and a known ending, especially if it's a drama, and then that's it. That's it. You make that show and then you're done.
0: Jeff doesn't know who he's choosing, and so he... Sort of, he he goes to leave. Duncan stumbles up and he starts to rap about how he's got a real big penis and drinks lots of tea.
1: Uh, The Um, dean cuts him off and he's like, you have a problem. And Duncan makes fun of his Dalmatian fetish and the dean suspends him, which means that Chang sees that Duncan's no longer a teacher and punches him with a roll of quarters in his hand.
0: Yep, just like Adam Sandler predicted.
1: All of that happened in about five seconds of screen time.
0: Oh, and- yeah. No, this, this whole last bit of the episode is just like, we're rushing through this. It's, it's like, about as coherent joke, as my notes.
1: Joke, penis, joke, joke, punch in the face.
0: Also, Duncan has to follow the nightcap rap that we got earlier. So, you mm. know, he, it was, he was always going to lose, even yeah, if his was rap wasn't terrible. he was from the start. Uh, Jeff slowly backs out of the dance why this is all happening uh-huh. he goes outside and he sees annie she decided at the last minute she couldn't go
1: right greendale is where she belongs also one thing we i don't know if we mentioned or not troy did does agree to move into pierce's mansion and uh it is implied that he will be a, a, a part of the help which is not great
0: yeah annie decided that she uh, started living in the moment and the moment uh, decided that Greendale is where she belongs. Uh, Jeff explains about the whole Britta and Slater thing and I I do like because he's, he's kind of hashing this out with Annie and I do like how he sums it up because he says Slater makes me feel like I do when I write my New Year's resolutions. She makes me feel like the guy I want to be and Britta makes me feel like the guy I am three weeks after New Year's when I'm back to hitting my snooze button and screening my mom's phone calls back to who I really am. So do you try to evolve or do you try to know what you are? I'm like, that's a real good, that's a real good breakdown. Cause that's two right. very distinct moods.
1: Yeah. And, and who, what kind of, what kind of person are you going to want to be in those relationships and which relationship are you going to go for? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually really well-written and uh, see, this is the thing about community, man. I'm going to go off on a tangent. There's stuff like this in the same episode as the, the whole thing we've been arguing about the entire time. Like, the, the slur happens, and then this line, which cuts to the quick of the entire thing about uh-huh. all of relationships happens, and the tonal, like, I just, you can do such good things, and then you do things like the previous thing.
0: Right. Annie is like, you know, I, I wish I could just live two lives. Like one that stays here and one that goes with Vaughn. And Jeff says, yeah, I, one that could get back in Slater and one that could try things out with Britta. And then we could all have some weird foursome because of Jeff, of course, Jeff would, would bring it back to that. Although, of course,
1: I feel like Jeff would be okay to have sex with himself.
0: Yes, he absolutely would. Also, That is a lot of very attractive people all together. Like I, you know,
1: I would say too much attractive people at once.
0: I get where, where Jeff is coming from, even if it's sort of a weird place to jump to. I mean, uh, fine. I I was going to say it's a weird place to jump to during a serious conversation, but Jeff doesn't have serious conversations. So it's a good deflection. Classic Jeff. So they hug and then they stare at each other for a moment and then they kiss and it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird uh, because you consider their age difference. Yes, um, she is eighteen, Correct. and he is what, like thirty something. It's um, it's rough. Yes, it's it's, it's pretty rough. Um, and then uh, it just kind of cuts there, and it, it cuts to the the yearbook, the video yearbook tag. Um, we it's get no fine. closure on any of the things that just happened. Right, Britta declaring love slater declaring love annie kissing jeff
1: well isn't that how community college year end dances go you don't get any closure to anything
0: if i would have gone to all five dances i would know it's true um
1: Uh, i do appreciate And i'd have a t-shirt you would have the wonderful (laughs) t-shirt that i'm going to see you on next zoom (laughs) um the the joke is of the yearbook that it's delivered to a group of students that isn't in the yearbook and doesn't recognize anybody and they're like this is such a rip off
0: uh-huh it's um, it's
1: a fine enough joke i it it it's kind of it it kind of doesn't give the it, it it's not as good as it
0: should be for some reason for for if this was not the last episode of the season i'd be like it's a decently fine." end tag. But this is the last moment of season one. And I, I feel like season one, the very last moments of season one deserved something a little bit better than this. Sure. Anyways, that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for great. I think this episode is fine um it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing um so like i said sarah was watching this episode with me and she uh there are a lot of moments in the episode where she was just kind of like ugh, like seriously <laughs> sure and i think that watching that watching this episode with somebody who has only seen a small handful of other episodes, um, I think, gave me a, a clearer idea of of this episode because really, that what this episode is trying to do is while it's not really hardcore lampooning any specific genre, mm-hmm. all of the drama of of these two adult women fighting over fighting each other over a man at a school dance, this is totally like, you know, 80s or 90s teen rom-com. Oh, sure. It's just it's it's just so much subtler compared to Modern Warfare or uh, uh, American Poultry, whatever. I sure. forget the name of the episode. Um, American Contemporary Poultry. Yes.
1: Or Contemporary and, American Poultry. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: And I've never really broken it down before because, like, there was a part of me where I was like, trying to like defend the episode while also being like, but you know, you're right. This is just over the top, like stupid high school rom-com drama that like, I would have thought was dumb in high school when I was part of the target audience. Right. And, uh, so it is, it's a, it's a weird sort of way that they do that to like rope that, trope in while also while also still being a much calmer episode of community than we got in the last couple of episodes sure and also successfully having some sort of cliffhanger to end the season on sure um i don't feel like this is top tier community but i think the episode does what it sets out to do and i think also what it set out to do is is a good way to finish the season out um i think it's a it's a very solid episode i'm gonna give it a b um it is totally enjoyable um other than the the use of a specific slur um which i think the episode very easily could have done without right um but other than that, it's it's a totally enjoyable episode. It's just like, you know, it's it's not anything that I'm just like, oh hell yeah, I love this episode. Um right. It's it's good. Um, Fair That's enough. really all I have to say about it.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm, there's not much I disagree with you here on. I think it's. I think when you describe it as you know a ni- 80s 90s teen rom com, it it nails it. It nails that mm-hmm. it the only problem with it is that it plays it relatively straight. It doesn't seem to be making a ton of fun of it. Like it feels right. like it needs to be a little bit more satirical of the rom coms if it's going to go that direction. But I understand, I agree with you that it has to kind of build this tension um, that these two women are fighting against each other for Jeff. And then Annie shows up at the end and etc. I agree with you that the slur is not necessary at all. And it, it honestly I think it is it detracts from the episode there there's a whole lot here of Jeff and Britta there's not as much on everybody else um Pierce has very little to do and that's fine but like Troy and Abed have like a couple of a couple of scenes and Shirley has just basically supporting role on this which sucks mm-hmm. um but you know I, I it's f- fine I don't I totally agree that it's not top tier community. It it goes out to to address and try to hit the teen rom com thing, and it does it. It just for me, it's not satisfying because it's not. It doesn't turn that into a joke in itself, even though it's kind of like an existential joke of these adult women fighting over an adult man as if they were teenagers. It just doesn't make it as explicit satire as it probably could be and I think it it might be better if you do that but that being said I agree that you know coming back down to earth from some of the stuff that we've seen about you know Goodfellas and every action movie ever bringing it back down into some kind of reality is kind of important it is the last episode of the season so you have to build some kind of uh drama and and uh, cliffhanger and I think it does that very well but, yeah, it's not one I'm going to be like, oh, man, it's this one. It's more of a, all right, this yeah, okay. So you gave it a B. I think I'd give it a B minus.
0: Okay. But we would like to know what you think about this episode, uh, what you think about uh, my uh, professor, Adam Sandler, and mm. his uh, outrageous, amazing comedy stylings.
1: What grade would you give us in Comedy
0: 101? Oh God. Uh, maybe yeah. Don't maybe let's that. not do that.
1: Yeah. That's a good idea. Let's get, let's back off of that.
0: What else did we even talk about? We talked an awful lot about Adam Sandler this episode for some ridiculous <laughs> reason.
1: Um, what is your favorite rap from community season one? Is it nightcaps? It's nightcaps.
0: Uh, <laughs> we, we would like to know all of this and more. Uh, you can do that. Uh, many ways. Uh, one way is through Twitter, um, where you can send us a tweet at good Greendale. the, the, tweet is your home uh as as it as they say
1: um man adam sandler just keeps coming back in this episode and i don't i don't i (laughs) i haven't i don't think i've initiated a one of them uh
0: have you seen eight crazy nights let us know by going to goodmorninggreendale.com you can leave a comment there Uh, it'll send us an email about uh whatever you want to talk about uh community or adam sandler or uh the uh i was gonna say the melbourne obelisk but that was pre-show banter
1: i think we mentioned it during the podcast i Um, think this just tells us we need to make notes of what we're talking about so we can mention them at the end
0: i think we've done too much
1: i think we've certainly done too much adam sandler yes enjoy this episode while it lasts before we get a cease and desist from mr sandler
0: Unless, uh, Adam Sandler, if you want a guest on an episode in season two, uh, let us know. Adam Um,
1: Sandler, come on the podcast.
0: And yeah, that, let's just have a bunch of guests that have nothing to do with community. It'll be fine. Um, until (laughs) next time, uh, next week, we're going to be doing a a season one wrap up episode. If we can do what we're planning to do, it's going to be weird. So, um. (laughs) Weirder uh, than what
1: we currently do, or just it you know, where are we at in the weird level?
0: That's gonna do it for us. Until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I wish wish you you luck.